Hello and welcome to Michael's Insurance Daily. This is your host, Michael Young. Over the next several days, we're going to be talking about reservation of rights letters and things that insurance companies may want to consider including in them. And the first part of that reservation of rights letter would be the introduction or introductory section of the letter. This is the part of the letter where the insurance company tries to explain to the insured what is going on with the case and that the insurance company is going to reserve its rights. I think there are some basic things that insurance companies should consider, including an introduction. Uh, for example, I think it's helpful to acknowledge the fact that the lawsuit or claim has been tendered to the insurance company and who tendered it. You should think about identifying the underlying claim or lawsuit. You know, which lawsuit are we talking about? There could be several out there between the insured and the insurance company. Identifying which particular lawsuit is at issue is important. It's also helpful, I think, for the insurance company to identify the insurance policy or policies that may be in play, including information like the policy number, the policy period, and perhaps even the limits in the introductory section or helpful to do. Most importantly, I think the insurance company should consider explaining to the insured what it means for the carrier to defend the insured under reservation of rights. You could have an insured who is a consumer or a relatively unsophisticated actor. This may be the first time they've received a reservation of rights letter. It may be the first time he or she's ever even been involved in a lawsuit explaining what the insurance company means by reservation of rights. That is, that the carrier is going to provide a defense but may not provide indemnity. Or that the carrier may provide a defense today but may not provide a defense tomorrow, all of which turning on particular insurance coverage defenses, you know, a particular provision of the policy may not be met, an exclusion could apply, etc. Explaining that to the insured, I think, is something that carrier should consider. Another thing to think about in this introductory section is to point out who defense counsel is going to be and to ask the insured to cooperate with that defense counsel so that when the insured receives a phone call from a lawyer, he or she knows that that phone call will be coming because he or she has had the defense counsel identified. In those states that require independent counsel for certain kinds of coverage issues, it may be also helpful, I think, in this introductory section to identify and offer independent counsel if that's required. And finally, I think it's helpful to transition from the introduction to the next section, that is the fact summary, by telling the insured that the coverage analysis may turn on certain allegations or facts and that the insurance company's analysis of those will be forthcoming. Again, these are all things that I think are helpful to include in the introductory section of a reservation of rights letter. If you would like more information about reservation of rights letters and what you may want to consider including in them, you may want to check out the slide deck that I've included on these kinds of letters, and I've included a link to that slide deck in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love it if you were to subscribe and also share this uh, podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you want to learn more about me, Michael Young, just uh, go to my website, michaelyoungstl.com. That's michaelyoungstl.com. 
You can find my articles, blog posts, uh, links to my LinkedIn, Twitter, email, all that good stuff. As always, you have to remember that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Have a great day.